A reading of Matthew eleven twenty to 22 Then Jesus began to denounce the cities in which most of his miracles had been performed, because they did not repent. Woe to you, Chorazin! Woe to you, Bethsaida! If the miracles that were performed in you had been performed in Tyre and Sidon, they would have repented long ago in sackcloth and ashes. But I tell you, it will be more bearable for Tyre and Sidon on the day of judgment than for you. Again, I think of uh, Jonah and Nineveh. Uh, 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 <laughs> uh, and I, uh, he doesn't mention uh, that, but it, it's foremost in my mind because that whole town repented, that whole city. There was a city. It was a very big city. And they all repented, yeah. Um, and it wasn't because Jonah had gone there. He was a witness to the repenting. Um, but he was always a little sour about the whole deal. <laughs> um, but here, I, I think that, uh, you know, why did I choose this passage? Well, I think that, um, you know, any town, any place in this world, if the world is not redeemed, if the world has turned away from uh, Jesus and picked another spiritual uh, uh, spiritual choice, uh, you know, from the, the uh, shelves of the spiritual uh, supermarkets. Uh, you know, basically, Satan wins because Satan is about chaos. It's about loss of understanding. Uh, basically, the principles that God, you know, laid for the world. I mean, the the the, the difference between authentic freedom and true slavery. So many people, just on a personal basis, are slaves to sin. Uh, they will not uh, confess their sin. They will not walk away from their sin. They will not fight against their sin. But then they don't have freedom. They're spending their whole being um, running away from something that they themselves hate, but they can't escape. It's a terrible situation. And while Jesus is talking about towns, he's also talking about individuals. Uh, without God, we're all slaves, whether we admit it or not. Yeah, I mean, Eric, you're focusing on you know, like people like in Tarshish or the people living in the, you know, having in sin patterns, and they're actually slaves, even though they think it's freedom. But who Jesus is really talking to here in Chorazin and Bethsaida are religious people. These are religious conservatives whose lives looked very squeaky clean on the outside, very righteous. And he's saying, woe to you, actually. Why? Because you're not repentant. You don't know that you need to repent if you're, if you're hiding your own sin, even from your own selves. And the, so it's a warning, yes, to the Tarshishes of the world, to the Las Vegases and Los Angeles and New York City. But it's, it's also woe to the kid from Holland, Michigan, who grew up in uh, apparent biblical righteousness all the time. If, if I'm unrepentant, if we are unrepentant, if we think that church going and good pictures on the Christmas card of our squeaky clean family somehow are going to save us. Woe to us. You know, I, again, I go back to um, rend your hearts, not your garments, like we talked about a few days ago, or John the Baptist, when he was calling out to the religious leaders um, by the Jordan River, and he said, um, 
bear fruit in keeping with repentance. You know, it's our it's our willingness to admit our own sin, and even if our lives look good, that Jesus is really interested in that He can work with because that's why He came to forgive us of our sins. Yeah, and I just think of you know how much we need the Holy Spirit um, to to lead us. It says it's His kindness that leads us to repentance, mm. and um, where we're so we have such huge blind spots when it comes to our own sins. And it really is just the the, the kindness of God that yeah. shows us and exposes those things in our hearts where we're not repentant, where we're stubborn, where we, we resist God. And so, um, you know, I think it's just a, it's a desire just to pray and asking mm. the Lord, God, would you reveal to us those things in our lives and our hearts that we're not seeing, but clearly um, we need to repent of and totally come back and surrender to you. And so I think this is really a cry of our hearts to for the Lord to realign us um, and to invite us back to Him. I'm, I'm going to particularize what you just generalized on, and that is uh, we all live in a fairly prosperous, uh, wealthy town. And uh, you, you would extend it beyond that. Uh, we live in a, a prosperous and wealthy country. And I think there's a, been a, a, instead of the people who have uh, the wherewithal to make a difference that we're all talking about uh, as followers of Jesus Christ in this world, um, is there a, a kind of a, a not so subtle contentment with our condition? defined by our spiritual and uh, our, uh, defined by our, um, our spiritual appetite really is limited to what the world provides us rather than the Holy Spirit provides us. And I'm not a hundred percent, I'm not trying to condemn anybody. I'm saying that if God has a mission for, uh, us, any of us, uh, it has to be within the, it has to replicate what God is calling us to do. And God is not content with a world that is descending into chaos unless he's punishing it. And I don't, I don't see that. I see that voices that could speak loudly to the truth of the Bible and scripture and Jesus Christ and the sacrifice he made, that's not being heard anymore. And it's, it's, it's has to do with technology and everything else. But I, I just, that's my personal opinion. I, it's just not being heard. And therefore what's being heard is uh, what we all feel very uncomfortable with. 